What's everyone? This your main man, Kel Breezy, back with another episode from Kel's World. Now, today's episode, I'm going to be talking about five movie sequels that was made way, 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 way too late. And then, if you guys can do a movie sequel, like, seriously. Like, I mean, if you don't do one to take 15, 20 years seriously, man, make this thing good because the ones on this list, they really wasn't that good, man. It just didn't hit as good or well as they thought it was. And probably to well financially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. So, I'm going to um, get into these. In my, so, I have different reasons why I feel like I feel about these. So, let's just get into it, guys. Coming in at number five, Blues Brothers 2000. First Blues Brothers movie was made back in 1980. Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. If you don't know John Belushi at this point, he um, passed away. Drug overdose. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, so anyway, so they took them 18 years to do a sequel. Let us sink in. 18 years. Eight. And they replaced them with no disrespect, you know. They replaced them with the dad from Roseanne. Roseanne. Dude, can't really say that too much, but anyway, and it just didn't hit right. You know, okay, the end of Blue Brothers, you know, they you know, went to jail. And they get out, we find out that the foster home, whatever you want to call it, that they were trying to make money for to keep open, it's still shut down. Yeah. They'll shut down and it just didn't hit the same. Like, I know what they was going for. I know they want to do a sequel, but you know, after 18 years, especially like John Belushi died, his star who kind of stole the show in the first one. Yeah, I don't think that we should even think about it. You know what I mean? I know I wouldn't. It, and it's just so damn bad. <sighs> Then you think about it, and then it says Blues Brothers 2000. But it was made in 1998. I, I'm, I may be overthinking and I may be kind of being a bit anal about this, but I'm just saying, if you're going to give me a movie that was made, it's going to say 2000, please, at least let that thing be made in. 2000, you know what I mean? Not in the 90s. I mean, I, I mean, I'm probably being anal about this. But, sorry guys, music playing in the background. That's what when you got kids, you know what I mean? So, and they have toys everywhere. So, sorry, my bad, that's on me. But anyway, but yeah. 
I made the first one could have had a sequel, but if you take 18 years and then it's just it's all bad. Okay, I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna start over. <clears throat> What's up, everybody? This is your main man, Kel Breezy, coming from Kel's World to bring you another episode. And on this episode, I'm gonna be talking about five movie sequels made way, way, way too, too late. Late. And then just, man. And these movies, they kind of. Counts a lit down. Yeah. Not just for the viewing purposes, but maybe financially too. So it's like, why? And then, I just feel like if you're going to do a sequel, man, you and you're going to take you this long to make that come up with it, you better, one, make sure this thing is going to be worth the wait. Two, if you can, make sure you get the one from the original in it. If you, three, if you can't get those, and maybe you shouldn't just make a sequel. You should just do like a whole new movie. Because I feel like sometimes when you try to do a sequel to a movie, you might come out better just making it an original. Doing something different. I don't know. Maybe just me. It depends on the movie. But I you wait 15, 20 years for a sequel. And then you go see like, this was not worth my time, my money. This was definitely not worth the wait. So anyway, get right to it. Start first. Coming up rule number five. Blues Brothers 2000. But we ain't over real quick, but you call it Blues, Blues Brothers 2000. But it came out in 1998. I'm sorry, I heard 2000. I want a movie made in the 2000s. Seriously. Not in the 90s, but in 2000. And this movie was 18 years after the original Blues Brothers. I know some people was, you know, kind of mixed about it, this movie, because, you know, you couldn't get John Belushi because he passed away. I mean, yeah, probably could have got the sequel, but if it didn't, I don't think anybody even heard about it. But, you know, oh, man, it just... People just wanted to hear that the blues mobile crank back up. And got Blue Brother 2000. I mean, I'm not trying to take no shots at John Goodman, the dad from Roseanne. But I mean, he's he's good. He's been in some good stuff. Like, don't ask me anything like I'm talking about here. But you know, trying to take John Belushi's place and get on down next to Dan Aykroyd like they did in the movie, in the original one. Oh man, you're just asking for trouble. I mean, he did his thing, but not like John Belushi. And the chemistry is very important. Ooh, I don't know. And uh, I think a lot of people feel the same way. It didn't have that John Belushi magic. You know what I mean? That was a big, important piece of it. I mean, it's kind of, quote unquote, maybe just a little. Another carbon copy of the original, if you ask me. Didn't do much different. The plot was a little different still. Um, the movie, it only 
kind of roughly barely made 14 million when it's all said and done. But I'm pretty sure they probably spent a little more on this movie. On this movie. I'm just saying, it's a possibility. I could be wrong. I don't think I am, but I could be. Anyway, next, get into it. You knew I was going to put some horror movies on here because I love horror. And this right here, I went and saw it at the theaters. And for the most part, the only part I remember, it wasn't part of something that just stood out. But in number four, The Rage, Carrie 2. Mind you, Carrie, the one that's a sequel to, came out in 1976. Stephen King fans out there, yeah. I know y'all always have mixed reviews about when his books get put, turned into a movie. Always have mixed reviews, mixed feelings about it, don't too much care for them. Because it's, it's, it's kind of hard turning a movie, a book into a movie, because you be trying to figure out what part to keep in, what part to take out. I don't want it too long. I don't want it too short. It's like, I, oh, we got to definitely have this part of the movie. Or, I don't know about this part. And then sometimes you end up leaving out some good stuff. And then sometimes some things don't make sense. And then you got people who read the Stephen King book. They know what the back of their hand. And then you make a movie version of some of their favorite Stephen King books. They going to tear your movie apart. Up and right. I'm just saying. So Anybody else trying to do a Stephen King novel and turn into a movie. Uh, you better bring your A-game. If you got to make it into two, three, four parts just the way it can do justice, do it. I recommend it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. For the best. But the Rage Carry 2, um, the only part I remember from when I saw this movie theaters was the part when the girl committed suicide. She just, she didn't jump off the school building. She just fell off the school building and landed on somebody's car Total windshield all the way up. And some douchebag with a camcorder got up on it. Like, oh man, who car is this? Other than that, I didn't really remember much of it. I had to watch this movie like a few times I grew up and watched it over and over and over again to um really just remember stuff. And to me, honestly, it was nothing but just like a it wasn't really much of a sequel. It was kind of like a carry reboot. You think dead ass. Like, what was so different about this? Another social outcast. He picked on and bullied. Got set up by the popular kids. Embarrassed her and she flipped out in psychic powers. Kind of find out though. What was her? I don't remember her name. In the movie. That's funny. That sucks. But anyway, was it Rachel? I think it was Rachel. She was supposed to be like Carrie's like half-sister, folks. Okay, that's all I was going to remind. At the end of Carrie, she was six feet underground at the end of the movie. She was dead, so. It's kind of weird. Then they, The movie came out in 1976 and Rachel Carrie 2, 1999. And Carrie didn't know her daddy. So somehow they have sisters. So by the time um, Rachel got with Rachel's dad got with her mom, like, bro, he had to be a little over the, over the hill. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so thinking. I'm not really matching up. But anyway, it was just 
this movie, you took this long to make this movie, and you just, I don't think it's like you did, we're gonna, nothing different really, she's gonna have a social outcast, find out she's related to Carrie, it's her mom, same Bible-thumping, psycho-church-loving, Christ-loving person, just like Carrie's mom. I mean, what's different? You took your phone to make this movie. This movie's what? 23 years apart? 23 freaking three years? Why were we even thinking about a sequel at that point, folks? 23 years? Do you know how many movies you could have came up with other than a sorry, lacklusting waste of a sequel for Carrie? Bro, come on, man. Jeez. Really? Really. So, in the Rage Carrier 2 only made 17.8 million against a 21 million budget. That's a financial letdown, bro. You didn't even bring in the money that you put out to make this movie. That's a letdown. And then you think about it. Rage Carry 2. Carry 2. You say Carry 2. That means Carrie's gonna be in the movie, right? Right. Well, she ain't, because she died in the, in, the, in the one in 1976. Bro, that's like me saying, making a movie called, like, doing another Freddy Krueger movie. And he not even in it. You see how that can, that can be frustrating? Like, you think you're going to see a Freddy Krueger movie, but he's not in it. Like, if you kill somebody off, die. In that movie, then you make a sequel, name it after them. And all the fans know that she died, yo. Like the next Avengers movie called Avengers Iron Man. I mean, you're gonna be thinking, wait, how is he alive? Ain't he dead? Like, you really got to sell this. And then you go see the movie, and it has nothing to do with Tony Stark. Like, you don't see Tony Stark not once in that movie. You don't even see the Iron Man suit not once. Do you know how mad I would be? You know, it's something, anything like that, man, like the Hulk, Iron Man. You know, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be pissed off. Stark, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 4. It'd be, I'd be pissed off. Like, I don't know, I it just was all bad. Like, the girl um, that played in the original Sue Snell, somehow they gave Got her Amy Irvin to come back and re revise her character, Sue Snell, and she died. Like, bro, they must pay her bukus of dollars to do this. Well, she doesn't been harp on cash. She probably would. I can't remember too many things she's been in since Carrie. Still, that's there didn't help. It just <sighs> I only can't even really say it's a sequel. This feels more like a, a sorry remake. Because once again, Social Outcast in love with the star, like a star athlete of school. He kind of feels sorry for her. You know, don't get bullied. But his douchebag friends set her up and she snapped at this party. Granted, it was some cool kills, like the dude with the got his testicles like shot off and the glass broke in the girl's face, like a great value version of Alicia Silverstone. Go watch that movie. You gonna feel the same way. She like a watered down bootleg Alicia Silverstone. 
I really hope they wouldn't be serious down though, because they do indeed. Anyway, moving on. Number three. Dumb and Dumber 2. I get on credit for misspelling the title on purpose too instead of T-O-O. -O. It's with T-O. Okay. The original Dumb and Dumber was released in 1994 when Jim Carrey was at his best. Because 1994, not only did Dumb, Dumb and Dumber come out, but Ace Ventura and Mask. Fun fact, a fun fact for you guys who don't know. Jim Carrey had three big movies that year. Three possibly his biggest movies in the 90s. Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and Mask all came out the same year. Time I put it in that work, and all three of them are equally funny. I mean, the one may be funny than the other, but I am nine over for his three best moves, yo. <laughs> Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey came back in 2014 to bring this movie. I'm not going to talk about that crappy prequel they put out in 2003. But how they met, I'm not gonna mention that. I'm not gonna talk about that. That sucks. Uh, I'm just saying, it this movie was dumb, not even a good way. Like, it took you 20 years to make this movie 20 years. You kind of find out that Jeff Daniels' daughter, character had a daughter, and then possibly Jim Carrey, Lloyd. Loved her. Let's let's stop and think. Lloyd faked that he was in the mental hospital because of the movie Andy. In the movie Andy, where him and Harry was like cool, it was okay. They was you no know, trying to find their way back home, walking. But I guess at some point he snapped because he didn't get to be with Mary. He was in the mental hospital, and, and Harry was coming, saying to him, wiping his butt, and all this unnecessary stuff, just to find out he's faking it. He's been faking it the whole time. I don't know. I don't know. This this <sighs> makes my ass itch just thinking about why they even did this. I didn't. I didn't go to theaters and see this. I saw it at home. Like I streamed it. Yeah, I did. I streamed this. I'm glad I did. Cause twenty years for nothing. Nothing. Like. Like the throwaway jokes, they usually just find it. They weren't hitting on nothing because at this point, it's like they can still do comedy movies, but for these characters, they're way too old to do these characters. Dumb and Dumber Two, twenty years later, it shouldn't happen. Like this, because characters like this, they age. It's just like child actors. Like with child actors, like if you're gonna want them to be in multiple movies, you gotta have them movies made back to back to back. So you really won't notice the age. Like dumber and dumber too, the stupid jokes that they did in the plot. Like you really shouldn't wait 20 years. Because these characters are they're dumb, but the guys playing on too long and this stuff they're doing is not that funny. Just like Adam Sandler. Like some stuff he's doing it ain't funny because you're too old now, buddy. Just saying. But these characters at that point were not really hidden. That about hit or miss, this hit. This miss all the freaking way, buddy. Oh, oh, but it gets worse. It gets worse because my next one, my next one, Zoolander 2, came out in 2016. The first Zoolander movie came out in 2001. 
I'm gonna leave a comment to see what's long after this one, but actually, a lot of these are funny because they're horrible sequels. They came out way too freaking late. Too late to be really be speaking about. Oh. This maybe could have worked. You know, because Ben Stiller, he got some he directing good moves on his belt, but. And we want to team up with this boy, Owen Wilson. Um, I don't know if it was the makeup in the movie or they just aging pretty darn well. Prior to makeup, but whatever. Yeah, but still, man. He couldn't get the same energy for this secret that you got with that one. Again, I feel like the whole. This was like. This movie took 15 years to find you a sequel. I feel like the aging. Because I feel like they had to try to find that spark they had for the first one to play these characters, and they just couldn't get it. Like two kind of stupid models, retired models. And you try to stay in character, but you're like, you're an older, mature adult. And you're trying to play these characters where it's like, it don't make sense to you, so. And you can tell you don't, it really not making sense, it's not that good. So it's not gonna come across good and make sense to, to anybody else. Let's just be honest about it. Like, seriously. It's like a lot of stuff is just... Just didn't work out. I mean, some people, like the fans, they don't they love the Zoolander franchise. They don't go and support regardless. But for me, and the other cash fans, this was a waste. And the jokes doing hidden like they did in the first one. Seeing them playing dumb models. It just sucked. I couldn't get wealthy. Another movie I'm glad I didn't go see in theaters. Streamed it. Fell asleep on it. Had to watch it again. Not even having a cameo with Justin Bieber worked. And you brought back Will Ferrell's to Gale and Glue. Again. It just wasn't happening, guys. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, I don't know about anybody, but I wasn't really craving this sequel. I was happy with just one Zoolander movie. Yeah. And it seemed like they just had a bunch of stupid ideas for it on the wall and they just do like dark. Like, oh, I'm gonna go with that. It's not really anybody with much creativity put into this one. So, 15 years and this is how we get. And surely something that not all comedy movies should get a sequel. Like, again, like most Adam Sandler movies. He was smart enough now to do a sequel in any good way to start something else. Now, let's get to number one. Independence Day Resurgence. You know you got a problem when your main character, Will Smith, turns this movie down to do Suicide Squad. That might say, I'd rather do something original. Totally different. Not, not a sequel. Play a good chance, play a different character. And come back to the y'all movie, bro. Now, I don't know, maybe just me. Maybe just me. But I feel like they are putting out more money to make this sequel than they are doing for Suicide Squad. I, mean, I could be wrong, but I just feel like they were willing to put out bigger books for this independence sequel. Like, 20 years later? Man, I would say forget this, man. We ain't gonna do it. Will Smith don't wanna do it. 
So you had to kill his character off. Yeah, they killed his character off. Not only did you kill his character off, but during the movie, you killed out like a fox. And this is the pretty much his son took over. Now her son was the main main hero now. He just missed. He missed out of point. He just fell horribly. <sighs> The day was, oh my god, <laughs> the first film was fun, man, it was popcorn entertainment, good action scenes, man, good dialogue, man, jeez, man, this segment looked like they were just really trying to force something out of this one, they were trying to make this thing good, make this great again. They were trying to make it cool, but it didn't. Like, I, heard, I heard to the grapevine, like, this was actually supposed to be like a two part movie, depending on if the second one went well enough, and it didn't. Like, they even pulled all out everything they had, put out more money, more stunts, all over the place in space more. This is like a knockoff, watermelon Star Trek movie or something. Like, if Star Trek met Alien. Franchise. It's like Star Trek meets Star Wars meets the Alien franchise. But they had like this huge queen that they were trying to take down. It was disappointing. Not, to be honest, out of the five movies I talked about, I only saw one in theaters. The rest I saw on TV. Because I just knew that this line of sequel, it could not be that good. It could it couldn't have been. And Apparently, I, I'm, I'm not wrong in my way of thinking when it comes to sequels. If it take you this long to make a sequel, I'm not going to go see it because apparently you could not get a script approved. There was no good ideas. And the stars from the first one that are still alive, like an Independence Day resurgence, said no thanks because they knew it was going to flop. And the fans agree. And I know they put out big bucks for the Independence Day resurgence. And I know it was a financial flop. I know they didn't get their money back. If they did, it was barely. It's got to be a financial success when you get all your money back and almost down there double or triple that money. And I know none of these movies did. None of them did. Independent Day Resurgence. Booty. It's booty. All it was booty, but Independent Day Resurgence, real booty. Because when you compare it to the original Independent Day movie, oh, geez, classic movie to this day. People watch that movie down there every Independence Day. And this was so bad, like, that's what makes it worse. When you make a sequel to a movie and the original is a hit, is a classic, then you hit it with this garbage? That's disrespect. Trash. That's a huge Johnny letdown. I'm just saying. But anyway, this your main man, Kel Breezy, and I was talking about five movie sequels that was made way too late and was way bad. And it was really a waste of time. If you guys can think of any other movies, go ahead and contact me. Comment. Let me know. Review, man. Share, follow, subscribe. Man, support your boy. Doing some things. 
big thing. So anyway, this is Kale's World, and I'm out.